How's it going today, guys? Back here live in the studio for an episode of Hot Takes with TP3. Once again, I'm your host, Thomas Penland, joined on this fine Thursday, July 28th, 2022 by Ben Gorwitz. Ben, you ready to talk about some football again? Yeah, man, we get to talk about a king today. Um. Yeah, we do. We need to talk about King Henry. I mean, Ben, are you still owning the Titans now that they're not in your backyard anymore? Um, I don't know. So it's weird. So I, I, my AFC team was the Colts years ago because I was a huge Andrew Luck guy. Yeah, uh, he's just one of my favorite guys to watch. And obviously, when he retired, I was like, all right, screw the Colts. Um, and then obviously when I looked at Nashville, became a huge Derrick Henry guy or Titans guy, which was easy because Derrick Henry went to Alabama. Uh, so it's more that I'm rooting for Derrick Henry to just be successful at this point, and I guess less of a Titans guy. I guess I'm fully back on the Falcons, which is complete seasonal depression, as we call it. But yeah, you um, picked a bad time to hop back on the Falcons. Yeah, I'll, I'll root for the Titans. Um, there's not another AFC team that comes to mind where it's like, wow, I really like them. So it's pretty easy to like Vrabel. It's pretty easy to like Derrick Henry. So absolutely, it's very easy to like those guys. I like both those guys. You know what, Ben? We already teased it enough today. We're doing the, uh, like we just said, we're doing the AFC South. So we'll go ahead and start things off here with the Tennessee Titans, the reigning division champions. The Titans currently have the 24th hardest schedule in the NFL for this upcoming season. Um, on top of all of that, the Titans are, so the Titans schedule is actually not that bad, but on top of all of that, the Titans, they have a lot of overturn this year. Julio Jones, no longer on the team. AJ Brown's no longer on the team. They also lost an offensive lineman as well. I can't remember which one it was, but they did lose somebody from that line as well. Roger, and- Roger Saffold. He's on the bills there. That's correct. Um, defensively, I don't think there's too much overturn on this side of the football. Not too many guys added either at the same time. Um, ben, why don't you tell us about the team in your backyard, man? Yeah, well, it used to be backyard. Um, so they obviously they re-signed Harold Landry, which is huge because coming off a career year, I believe he had 12 or 12 and a half sacks last year. Um, they re-signed Ben Jones, uh, you know, just to – really good veteran offensive lineman. Yeah. They signed an offensive lineman from the Seahawks as well. And obviously with losing Julio and AJ Brown, you got to replace the wide receiver room. So they brought in Robert Woods, uh, tight end. They brought in Austin Hooper from the Browns, which, which I think, I think are both of those are really good additions. Mm-hmm. Then funny enough, they drafted, uh, I think you're one of your favorite players in the draft. Um, Traylon Burks, who yep. funny, listen, you know me well enough now and people who are, uh, listening more often than not, you know, each of our NFL seasons we've done, you know that I hate comparisons. I just think they're so stupid. P- most of the time people are comparing people to like Hall of Fame players on draft day. But funny enough, Traylon Burks got the comparison of A.J. Brown. So I think that's <laughs> kind of funny. Um, I think with the Titans is like, I, I think they're going to be in the hunt um, to make a playoff spot with the additional wild card spot. I think they have a decent chance to get in. They're a well-coached team. They usually don't hurt themselves too, too much. I, what's interesting is you said they have the 24th hardest schedule, which means obviously their schedule is not very difficult, but mm-hmm. weeks nine, uh, it's like nine through 13 or, or like pretty much in the back half of the year, you're getting the chiefs in Kansas city, the Broncos in Nashville, the Packers in green Bay, the Bengals in Nashville and the Eagles in Philly. So I don't think any of those games are easy. Um, I wouldn't say a single game of this is easy. So I'm kind of shocked that it's only rated 24th. Uh, I thought it would have been a little lower than that, meaning a harder schedule. But 
listen, this team is very simple to break down offensively. They go as far as Ryan Tannehill lets them go. And as long as Derrick Henry is healthy. So if they can keep the King healthy and if Ryan Tannehill can get back to his old ways, I think that could be successful. My issue with them is what does Ryan Tannehill look like post Arthur Smith? Well, year three with the Titans and first year with that Arthur Smith, he didn't look great. Turnovers were a lot higher. So I'm interested to see. That's why I like the Austin Hooper signing so much because they were so successful with Delaney Walker and Austin Hooper's a really good tight end in the league. Yeah. So if they can get his receptions up, I think Robert Woods is a tremendous receiver. Um, I don't know if he's a one. I'd probably say he's a good two. I don't know if he's a one, but if they can get production out of Traylon Burks, Robert Woods, and, and Hooper, I think that's enough to keep Tannehill – uh, his turnovers down, his his completion percentage up, and then just ride the king as, as far as he'll let you go. Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you, Ben. I don't know if I have the Titans going back to the playoffs or not. I really have to dig in more to my wild card. But as of right now, I think I have them on the inside looking out. We'll get to the team later on that I think is going to win this division. Um, but look. They are the one seed last year, which is crazy. Yeah, they were the one seed last year, which was insane. But when I look at this roster, man, like everything, like Derrick Henry has played – one, two, three, four, five seasons in the NFL. Last year was the first year he got hurt. Unfortunately, I think that, you I mean, we know how running backs age. I just feel like that Derrick Henry is starting to get up there, man. His carries and everything are up there. He's had over 1,400 carries in the NFL. That's a lot. I mean, don't get me wrong. The guy's an absolute freak of nature. He's a beast. He was leading the NFL and rushing this year before he got hurt. He didn't look right when he came back in that playoff game. I think he'll look right. I just don't know if he could hold up for the entire season and what that run game is going to look like without that. I know they brought in a decent run back in the draft I can't remember who it was off the top of my head right now but I mean Burks I think is a beast like y'all remember how high I was on him in the draft class I think I might have rated him as my number two wide receiver in the entire class or like top three or something like that but I do think that Burks will take a while to get acclimated I mean AJ Brown it took him to like week eight to get acclimated I mean these NFL wide receivers besides like Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson I mean all of them usually take a little while to get into the swing of things. I mean, even Jalen Waddle had a first couple of rough weeks before he really started balling out. But I mean, Waddle was a freak of nature. So, I mean, it's kind of, I don't know. I, I just feel like Burks is going to take him a couple of like weeks, you know, to get acclimated. Tannehill, I feel like the Tannehill regression is going to keep on coming like you just talked about. I think the defense is good. They did give the bag to the uh, Harold Landry, the outside linebacker. I think the secondary is a little weak. I mean, we saw the Bengals expose it. Ultimately, I think this Titans team is going to be good. I think they're going to be competitive. I think they'll be competing for a wild card spot, not for winning the division. Yeah, I don't think they're going to win the division. I think they come in second and uh, fight for that wild card spot as well. I don't see a running back in their draft class, but I do see Malik Willis. Um, who I think is an interesting piece if you want. I don't know if you Yeah, let's talk about him. He's going to get – Yeah, well, do you uh, think I, he's going to play? I I would say no. Um, I, I think he's pretty much not going to play. Uh, if they're getting blown out, they might put him in, or if they're blowing someone out, they might put him in. But, no, I think uh, whether he wants to or not, obviously there was kind of a wishy-washy quote of Ryan Tannehill saying it's not his job to mentor him. I, I, you know, I, I think he'll – definitely give him tips in practice or if Malik Willis is asking him questions in the film room, I don't think Tannehill is going to be like an asshole about it. Um, no, I think he sits the whole year. I think this is last Ryan Tannehill's last year uh, for the Tennessee Titans. I think they just go ahead and move forward with Malik Willis um, next year. No. 
Yeah, I would agree with you on that. I actually wouldn't be shocked, though, to see Wheelis get in there at some point in time if Tannehill, you know, if Tannehill throws a couple interceptions, man, I could see him getting in his head and things just continuing to spiral out of control and keep on going downhill. I could definitely see something like that happening. Ultimately, though, I think Tannehill is good enough that to retain the starting job for the rest of the season. I doubt we're going to see Malik Willis at all. I mean, there's a reason why Malik Willis was the third quarterback picked and fell down the board so much. I think he's pretty raw and needs a lot of time. This team's a win-now team. I don't see Vrabel throwing Malik Willis into the fire unless Tannehill were to get injured. That's about the only way I see Willis getting in there and actually getting some reps to play QB. So I think it's going to take something like that. You know, Maybe they might have a couple of fun packages where he comes in and runs the ball, but like, I don't really see him coming in there being the starting quarterback. I think his game needs a lot of work. When I look at the way he plays, it's kind of like I compared him to a poor man's Lamar Jackson. My opinion, he's a lot more of a runner than he is a passer. I think his passing game needs work. He has the strong arm. He has like, he has everything, but he needs to put it into like the NFL sense of being a passing quarterback. I mean, he's not playing at Liberty anymore where he's running all over UAB and teams like that. You know what I mean? So not trying to bash him. He's a good player, but like, yeah, the NFL is a whole different animal. I think it, I definitely think he needs to sit for at least a whole year before he's ready to go. So I don't think we see him either. You are, uh, you're more of a fantasy football guy than myself. So um, where do you kind of rank like Derrick Henry uh, and just in terms of running backs, not where you would draft them, but then where would you go with like a Robert Woods or um, I, I guess you could talk about Austin Hooper if you want, but just like real quick, where, do you rank Derrick Henry as the best fantasy running back, second best? Robert Woods, um, is he a wide receiver two on a fantasy team? I think Robert Woods is, I mean, he's ranked like 119th, I think, right now on fantasy. I think he's a great later round pick. I think he's a really good sleeper pick for where he's ranked at. I think him or Burks will have some offensive production. I mean, Tannehill is no, he's not a bum. You know what I mean? He can throw the ball around the yard. I can sure. yeah, yeah, he can, he can put up numbers. I mean, he has a good deep ball and everything. I think these wide receivers are valuable. I mean, I think they're more of like flex options. You know what I mean? Just cause like, we don't really know how they're going to look. I mean, Robert Woods is coming off a season off a torn ACL. Treon Burks is a rookie. Might take him a couple of weeks to get acclimated, but I think once he does, he can be exactly what AJ Brown was to the offense. But, I mean, the only player I'm taking over Derrick Henry at running back is I'm I'm definitely taking Jonathan Taylor. And then after that, I mean, there's definitely a strong possibility I could take Derrick Henry next. Got it. Just curious. I know that some people listening are, uh, you know, fantasy advice. Yeah, is yeah, yeah. No, you, we, you play fantasy football more than I. Yeah, no, I am very big into fantasy football. I, although I haven't had as much luck. I've had more luck in fantasy baseball and fantasy basketball lately, but that's – story for another day um let's keep things rolling here let's talk about the indianapolis colts the indianapolis colts currently have the 26th hardest schedule in the league they missed the playoffs last year due to a due, due to an absolute egg they laid against the uh, jags in the last game of the season carson wentz was their quarterback he's gone now my boy and ben's boy from atlanta matt ryan is coming to town to take over his quarterback. Um, other roster changes that happen. Um, tight end Jack Doyle retired. Mo Ali Cox is now the starter. Um, they picked up a few other tight ends, none really of name that are worth mentioning. Um, they do bring on Stefan Gilmore, who was traded to the Panthers last year as he comes in. Um, not really any big key departure, not really any huge departures outside of um outside of Carson Wentz obviously getting traded to the commanders. Um, let's talk about the Colts here though, Ben. Look. I'm picking this team to win the division. I'll look up the odds while Ben's talking and tell you all the odds. I should have had that prepared. I think this Colts team is going to be really good. Like we said, they have the 26th hardest schedule. They play the easiest schedule in the entire AFC. Matt Ryan, guys, is going to have something to prove. I mean, I've never heard more disrespect put on someone's name in my entire life than Matt Ryan has gotten. Matt Ryan gets no credit for what he does. Matt Ryan is an absolute beast. 
on top of that, this team gets to match up with the um, NFC North. So, I mean, they get up – or not the NFC North, the NFC um, East because they East, get to play – Yeah, they get to play the Giants and all of them. So, I mean, on top of that, you get to play the Giants, you get to play Commanders, you get to play the Eagles and Dallas. I mean, the schedule sits up very nicely for them. But I think Frank Reich with Matt Ryan is a great matchup. I mean, Frank Reich made the playoffs with Carson Wentz – or with uh, Phillip Rivers barely able to throw the ball. He should have made it with Carson Wentz. Now he has Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan with a run game, man, it won MVP the last time he had one. I mean, people forget that. That's how good Matt Ryan was when he had a run game. Now he gets Jonathan Taylor. Michael Pittman's going to have a humongous breakout season. I think he's a great pickup for fantasy. Um, ultimately, I think this Colts offense is going to be humming. I don't love their receiving core, but this is a really good defense and a really good offense. I think the Colts can, might actually have the best record in the entire AFC just because all these other divisions are so freaking stacked in the AFC. I think the, the, there's a pretty good path for the Colts to have the best record in the entire conference. Yeah, I think they lost Zach Pascal. Um, wide receiver, probably like two or three on most rosters, probably three yeah. on most rosters. But um, and then they brought in—I can never pronounce his name, so I need you to help me. It's the defensive end that was on the Raiders. It's like Yannick. Oh, Yannick and Galway. Yeah, so he came in as an edge rusher, which I think is a is a nice little pickup. And I believe they added Robert Mathis to like their coaching staff as like an analyst. So I like that. And Robert Mathis is one of the best defensive ends in, in Colts uh, franchise history. Mm-hmm. So, um. I think that's interesting just to kind of look at their, their defensive end production. Maybe Robert Mathis has some tips that can kind of help them out. So um, I want to revisit the Carson Wentz experience and trade just, just real quick. So the Colts absolutely won this deal. Like it's not even close. So they completely offloaded his Carson Wentz's contract. And then they bring in an upgraded quarterback in Matt Ryan, and they still get the Falcons to pay for that for some of that contract. So that's a tremendous offseason ad uh, for the Colts right there. So listen, this is Matt Ryan's the most consistent slash best quarterback the Colts have had since the Andrew Luck days. Um, no offense to Jacoby Brissett, Carson Wentz, Phillip Rivers, but none of those guys are better than Matt Ryan. Um, the Phillip Rivers stands, if they're listening, can, can eat it because – he ain't better than Matt Ryan. Let's be honest. Phil um, Rivers was a garbage time quarterback. I remember I would have him in fantasy all the time, and I would check my team at like halftime of the four o'clock games and be like, well, shit, I got four points right now from Phillip Rivers. Then I would check again at the end of the games, and he, next thing you know, he's got 22 points. Like Phillip Rivers did almost all that in garbage time. Yeah, so I'm not currently on a book right now, but I was just looking at like CBS, like mm-hmm. uh, sports betting odds. So I don't know which book. They're referencing, but what's interesting to me is the Titans and the Colts both had the same number of win totals. So they were both nine and a half over. Uh, if you're if your book has the Colts nine and a half, that might be my favorite play uh, of any team's win total. So um, I, I am going to get on a book soon for the start of NFL season, and if my book has over nine and a half, that is a future I'm going to be playing. Um, I believe in this Colts team. I, I think they have a really good chance to be a top two seed in the AFC this year. I think they're going to be that good. Um, I like Frank Reich as a coach. I like that he's had really success uh, with quarterbacks in the past. And I think Matt Ryan's one of the more talented ones he's had. And in practice, what I was reading today from one of the Colts beat writers that the practice ended early, 10 minutes early Wednesday and today. Um, so for the past two practices, and that's intentional because Matt Ryan is intentionally pushing the pace and really challenging his players. And Frank Wright said Matt Ryan's got as much control of this offense as I do. So 
Um, I think that's how it should be. I, I think if you have a veteran quarterback that has proven to have success in this league, I think his input should be there. That's one of the reasons why Aaron Rodgers got mad uh, starting two seasons ago and last season. He thought he should be involved in offseason moves and more input on the playbook. If you don't have Aaron Rodgers, if you're not asking Aaron Rodgers input on the playbook, you're an idiot. That, that guy's brain whoa, whoa, on whoa, football whoa. field. I'll, I'll push back on that one, though. Matt LaFleur is a Kyle Shanahan disciple. Those guys are offensive geniuses. Doesn't matter. Aaron Rodgers is one of the best quarterbacks that the NFL has ever seen. In he terms is, of talent. But, he, Sh- but but Shanahan or but uh, Lafleur clearly put him in positions to succeed based off how these oh, hundred percent. I'm just saying they should collaborate together. Is what I'm saying. They should take stuff from each other yeah. and put it in, into their place. And it should be the same thing for Matt Ryan. He's had enough success in this league that you should trust him. I think that's why the Sean Payton Drew Brees relationship was so great. They fed off each other. Um, and Drew Brees had absolutely earned that, <laughs> earned that respect. Peyton Manning <laughs> was the same thing. Tom Brady does the same thing. So, uh, if you earn that, right, I think you earned that, right. I think Matt Ryan's earned it. So, um, ha- happy to read that, but I think the Colts are really going to be really good this year. Yeah. They're at minus minus one seventy five to win the division. That's not really anything I've just, uh, that I'm going to bet just cause I don't do like you see, Do you happen to see win total where you're looking? If not, I think yeah, it's, it's, nine, it's, I think it's nine, and a, nine and a half is correct. So I actually is one I like a lot. I haven't really played any NFL win totals yet, but I will here and soon. Um, the other thing I just wanted to mention real quick is they did bring in a rookie wide receiver, Alec Pierce. They took him in the second round. He was the white boy wide receiver on Cincinnati last year. He's pretty good. Um, other than that, though, not many. Oh, the other notable roster oh, yeah. move I he wanted to name here. Pascal. Here's here's one. Here's a funny one right here. Um, linebacker, former linebacker Darius Leonard has changed his name to Shaquille Leonard. So it's his middle name. Is what I heard. Yeah. Which, yeah. Do you have a? Do you mind pulling up the just like the depth chart for the Colts real quick? I just I, I'm looking at it curious, right now. Could you just name off the receivers they have? And then yeah. I guess the tight ends. Yeah, they have uh, Desmond Patton, Ashton Doolin, Kiki QT. And then um, tight end wise, they have, or they also have Paris Campbell as well. And then they have uh, okay. Kylan right. Granson, Jelini Woods, and Andrew Ogletree. I don't have a clue who any of those tight ends are. Those wide receivers, I know who all they are. Um, yeah, so they're going to, like, they need Paris Campbell to kind of have his breakout season. Um, I was kind of surprised. Like, I, I think it was kind of a basic take. I didn't want to, like, throw it out there on my Twitter, but you would have thought they would have had some kind of interest in Julio Jones. I know that he's a little washed up. He doesn't score that many touchdowns. But honestly, if you look at his last two years, he plays. Like, he's played nine games and ten games in both those seasons, which I, you'd like to see more, obviously. But he do, he still puts up decent yards um, and just obviously the connection that him and Matt Ryan have. Yep. Um, so it's kind of interesting that they didn't really be too aggressive in the uh, wide receiver hunt um, with really only having Campbell and uh, and uh, Michael Pittman, not Michael Pittman. Uh, what's his first name? Yeah, it is my, Michael Pittman's right. Yeah, Michael Pittman is like the really two established guys. So I think that's an interesting take. But um, listen, they have they still have Nahi Mines as their backup running back, don't they? So they have him and Jonathan Taylor. They can really rely on running the football and kind of just get back to Matt Ryan's play action game. So I think that's interesting to watch is how well do their receivers kind of progress throughout the year. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that. Also, too, Patton was a beast in uh, Washington State in college, and QT was also a beast at uh, Texas Tech in college. So interesting to see if they can actually get something out of those guys. Is Is he a rookie? Was he not the guy that was on the Texans last year? QT, yeah, he was on the Texans. 
Yeah, he was yeah, promising okay. when they had Deshaun, and then when they had Bums in at QB, he looked bad. So, I mean, I think that, like, those two guys I liked a lot when they came out of college. I think I picked them as, like, deep draft sleepers that would be picked on the third day. So, we'll see if anything can come from those guys. Um, next team up here, let's talk about the awful last year Jacksonville Jaguars, but hopefully oh, looking God. for a better season this year. Uh, quarterback Trevor Lawrence in his second year. Travis Etienne will be back. They bring in wide receiver Christian Kirk on a monster overpaid deal. They bring in wide receiver Zay Jones as well. Um, they have Marvin Jones still. LaVisca Chenault's back as well. Um, they also bring in tight end Evan Ingram. They gave the bag to Brandon Sheriff, who joins Cam Robinson on that offensive line. Defensively, Josh Allen looks to head up this defense. That's right, the defensive Josh Allen. And then on top of that, they brought they used another first-round pick on Devin Lloyd, linebacker from um, Utah, who's a freak. They have Foyside Aluakon who comes over from our Falcons. Love him. Love oh, him. Yeah. They abs- absolutely love him. Those are pretty much their main guys that they brought in this offseason and added to this defense and team. They also did bring in Arden Key, but he looks to be a backup pass rusher for them, more of a third-down pass rushing guy. Um, I'll start out here and talk about the Jags. Look, Ben, I actually think that Trevor Lawrence is going to have a much better season. Call me crazy, yeah. but I think that Trevor Lawrence really was just like kind of in the games. Like they wanted him to play conservative. They didn't want him running and doing what he does best solely because they didn't want him to throw a bunch of intercept or not because they didn't want him to throw a bunch of interceptions. They didn't want him to get hurt. They could not risk Trevor Lawrence behind that terrible offensive line getting hurt and ruining the future of their franchise. The fact he survived for that season is huge. Now they went out and used money. Now I do think that using their first overall pick – um, in the way they did was kind of foolish, in my opinion. I personally would have used the first overall pick on an offensive lineman, but hey, the Jags seem to know what they're doing. Bringing bringing a pass rusher to the level that they did, not a bad move. At the same time, you know, now you have pair pair uh, Trayvon Walker and Josh Allen together on the defensive line, which is big time for them. Jags win totals currently set at six and a half is the line I'm seeing. I can't. I would probably say six wins is what I would project for the Jags. They do play a pretty easy schedule as it's ranked 24th in the NFL. Um, overall, though, I really think Trevor Lawrence is going to have a much better season. I don't love bringing Christian Kirk. I don't. I think he's good, but I don't think he's worth that money. But at the end of the day, they upgraded from what they had last year. This offense should be a lot better in humming. I think the Jags could be a fun, high-scoring offense to watch play some football games. They could give some teams some trouble. But ultimately, I think six wins about it. At the end of the day, guys, the AFC is so freaking stacked. I think it's going to be pretty straightforward. And, like, there's not going to be, like, a young team that surges through, you know, like the Bengals did last year. Like, the AFC West. Is at is it literally an art was an arms race this offseason. Then on top of that, the AFC uh North is, I mean, literally anybody can win that division. And then you have still have the Colts, you still have the Bills, you still have the Patriots, you still have the Dolphins, like it, you still have the Titans. Like this is, is oh, there's only a certain amount of teams that can make the playoffs, guys. So I mean, I think the Jags will have a better season, but ultimately they're gonna get beat up on in the AFC. Yeah, I agree with a lot of these, with what you said. Um so re-signing K. Robinson to the franchise tag and bringing in Brandon Scherf is, is huge for Trevor Lawrence because I, most of the time when rookie quarterbacks struggle, it's because, one, they're, it's, it's a tough adjustment from the college game to the NFL game. Um, and, two, you don't really have that much time to throw. So, listen, Trevor Lawrence, like, he, he had, like, a typical rookie season. I, I mean, there's not a lot of rookies that just excel right away. They have flashes and moments, which Trevor Lawrence had. Zach Wilson had some moments as well. And then you have a lot of moments that you look like a rookie, right? So uh, upgrading the offensive line should help. Bringing in Doug Peterson should help. I think it was a really good hire, in my opinion. He's, you know, obviously bringing in a lot more stability than uh, Urban Meyer last year. Absolutely. Anyone would have been more stability, but he's someone with a winning 
track record and in quarterback success. Wait, so. did Urban Meyer finish the season, or did he get get a? No. That's why I thought. I thought they just missed him like after like week thirteen or something like that. It was it was later in the year, but he didn't, he didn't finish the year. So I mean, listen, I agree with you. Like, I agree with everyone. They probably overpaid for Christian Kirk, but it is an upgrade for what they have. Um, I've been reading that Say Jones also might have been an overpay. He got three years for thirty million. Um, Evan Ingram is someone that I was such a fan of, and in, in coming out of college, he was so so good at. Uh, at Ole Miss, and he was like that hybrid tight end. It was really fast, and he literally can't catch the football. I was reading today, Trevor Lawrence threw an interception in practice on day one, and it was a ball that went right off Evan Ingram's hand. So um, I, I'm kind of the opposite. Like, I guess we kind of disagree on only one thing. You you were saying that the Jags could be like a high-powered offense. I, I think it's going to be the opposite. I think their defense could be really good. Interesting. And I don't, I don't think their offense is going to click just yet. I, I just don't. Um, their linebacking group, I think, is going to be really good. I think Devin Lloyd is someone that can come in and play right away. Foy uh, from the Falcons is a he's a really really good linebacker, a high intelligence linebacker coming out of Yale. And then um, um, we'll see what Trayvon Walker can do. But like Josh Allen was a pretty good um, edge rusher. They brought in a defensive tackle and blanket on his name. So I think their defense can be pretty good. Um, but I don't think they're going to like win a lot of football games, but I think their defense will be better than their offense. I just don't see the offense clicking just yet. I, I, I just don't, I mean, it's, they don't really have like a, a really huge receiver to help Trevor Lawrence out on 50, 50 balls. Um, yeah. But I mean, Marvin I guess Marvin Jones, Jones but yeah, yeah, he can climb the ladder, you know, I mean, I think Kirk, he can. Zay Jones has got speed. You still have, I mean, think about it. Now they're number three receivers, LaVisca Chanel. I mean, they're number four receivers, LaVisca Chanel. I think they have a deep so They got some speed. Yeah. Like, I agree with you. They don't have like a tier one or like tier two, really even a tier three receiver. But I think they have a lot of, they have four receivers basically that I would put in like the good tier. You know what I mean? That would put it like that that like probably tier four of wide receivers in the NFL tier five ish area, you know? So, I mean, it's like, it's like they don't have a huge drop off, but they also don't have the elite guy, but I really think Travis ETN and James Robinson would be the keys. This yeah. James Robinson can power the pound, the ball ETN is very dynamic, whether he's catching the ball or running it. I just think they have a lot of weapons and they have a better offensive line. I think Trevor's going to get his legs going too. I think that Doug Peterson is going to try to put him in like Carson Wentz used to run the ball a lot in the Doug Peterson offense. I think he's going to put him in, in positions where he can succeed and he can cook. I completely forgot to even hit on the fact that Doug Peterson is their coach now. Cause I mean, I think that's absolutely massive. You know, I think Doug Peterson is going to be able to put him in positions to succeed. No, I think they're going to build something this year. And then next year is the year where they can potentially make the playoffs. Yeah, and they didn't get to see what Travis Etienne can bring to the table. Mm -hmm. uh, he was hurt all of last year, and like, let's not forget, he's two years removed from the best ACC running back statistically ever. He broke yeah. almost every ACC record there is for a running back. So, when Trevor Lawrence was right by his side, so I think that's huge. Uh, and James Robinson, he's interesting because he tore his ACL somewhat later in the season, and he's starting the year off the PUP list. So, that's great news for Texas. Uh, sorry, not Jaguars fans. Um, so I'm interested to see what they can do. They need stability, um, just grow a little bit more. And I think they're just a couple years away from really competing in this division. No, I agree with you completely. Also, too, a prop I might look at week one from Jags versus, versus the Commanders, maybe Trevor Lawrence rushing TD to get those legs going again. Um, ben, let's keep things moving here. Last team in the division, you almost jumped the gun on us there. The Houston Texans. The Texans have a completely new quarterback room. Well, technically not completely new, but they bring in Kyle Allen and Jeff Driscoll to back up Davis Mills, who's somehow locked in this top spot. They have Marlon He wasn't Mack. that bad last year. No, 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 no. I actually want to talk in depth about Davis Mills. I actually, Davis Mills is very interesting to me. 
They also bring in um, they bring in running back Marlon Mack over from the Colts. They also have Rex Burkhead still as well. Wide receiver wise, Brandon Cooks still around. Nico Collins is in his second year. Chris Conley's back as well. Um, tight end, I mean, pretty much the same thing. Breven Jordan, Farrow Brown, um, Larry Tunsil is still part of this offensive line as they gave him a big deal. I mean, not many new ads for the Texans overall. Lovey Smith does take over now as head coach. Then I think we need to start things out here. Let's be honest, Ben. This Texans team is going to be battling out with the Falcons and the Bears for the worst schedule in the NFL rather than really getting into where they're going to be bad. Let's talk about this record. Yeah, let's talk about this thing real quick here. Let's talk about Davis Mills. Do you think Davis Mills is going to come in and prove that he's the quarterback of the future? Or do you think that Davis Mills is going to be the is going to be the final? This is going to be his final years of starting guy. And he who knows, he might start a few games next year before CJ Stroud or Bryce Young starting. Yeah, it's it's probably probably his last year uh, to at least prove what he's got. He wasn't that bad, but compared to the other quarterbacks in this room, um, he's better than these guys. So I, Davis I think it's flashed some potential for sure. And he flashed just as much potential as I would say, Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence. Absolutely. Um, it's just like, it, it's tough. Like he doesn't have much talent around him at all. So it's, you have to do more for yourself and he's not a mobile quarterback really. Um, but he is a high intelligence. His intelligence is, is great. Not only did he go to Stanford, but he seemed like he progressed reads a lot better than rookie quarterbacks typically do, especially with a depleted roster like he had last year and coming into this year. So um, I, I, he's going to be around in the league for a while. Like I think if the Texans got rid of him, if they drafted CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, or whoever their favorite quarterback is for next year, I think he can go into a backup quarterback job and, and really help a team. Um, I, I think I, I want, I'm rooting for this kid to play well, because when you're, when you're on a roster that does, doesn't give you many chances, um, I, you got to find ways to maximize your success. And I thought he kind of did that last year. This is not a team that is going up every lining up every Sunday or Thursday, whenever they play and like is expected to win, but just play well and just show what you can do on tape. Um, the only other thing I want to say about the Texans, and then you can just take the floor for as much time as you want is I, and I think both of us, I'll speak for the both of us. I'll speak for pretty much all football fans. Um, just rooting for John Mechie to absolutely kick cancer's ass. Um, obviously tough to see anyone go through cancer, yep. or get cancer, but he obviously is diagnosed with a pretty, um, treatable condition of, of believe leukemia. So, um, you know, from this podcast to him, my Alabama guy, just an absolute stud of a human being, you know, kick cancer's ass and get stronger and come back to have a great rookie season in 2023. Absolutely. I want to see him do his little ninja celebration in the end zone again next season. Got to see it. Hope, shout out to him as well from me. Hope that he kicks cancer's ass as well. Um, back to Davis Mills, though, a little bit here. Davis Mills, people forget, he was a five-star recruit, number one QB in his class over all those guys who were selected ahead of him in the NFL draft. He actually played in our backyard at GAC, man. I didn't even realize that until yesterday. But Davis Mills is very weird to me. So, Davis Mills last season threw for 312 yards on the Patriots who are supposed to be like like the Patriots are supposed to be able to like dominate rookie quarterbacks. Like that's what Belichick does. Rookie quarterbacks don't have success. He threw for 312 yards on him and, and had a completion percentage of over 70%. He th- Davis Mills also threw for 310 yards on the Rams. 
Davis Mills also threw for 331 yards on the Seahawks and 254 and beat the Chargers. I mean, his stats are really all over the place. He did lead them to two of their, I think, four wins last season. So, I mean, Davis Mills was kind of all over the place with his statistics. I mean, he has decent weapons with Brandon Cooks and stuff. I think that Davis Mills can come in and be competitive again. I don't think he's going to end up being the quarterback of the future, though. I think that he might end up being a quarterback on another team, though. I think Davis Mills has a chance, though, at actually being an NFL starting quarterback. But ultimately, I think this team's going to be pretty bad, man. I mean, I don't think that I'm going to be watching much Houston Texan games. I hope I'm not. I really hope that's not who I'm going to be betting on Sunday, so I don't have to waste my time watching them play any football. But it's going to be a tough season for the Texans. I definitely got them coming in last in this division. Um, Ben, let's rank them one through four in this division. What you got? I, I think it's pretty easy. Um, I think pretty much everyone is going to have this order, but Colts, Titans, Jags, Texans. Yeah, I'm the exact same as you there. Like I said, hopefully we're not spending too many of our Sundays watching the Texans play football this season. Ben, <laughs> I hope not at least. Um, anything else you want to add before we get out of here? I I don't like any, I don't like any higher that, or I don't like, I don't like to see any um, ESPN alert where it says this team is hired. Lovey Smith is their head coach. I just don't think he's going to have any success. Yeah. Um, He was terrible. He's just, he's so washed up. He was decent on the bears years ago. And I've listened to decent amount of uh, podcasts with Jay Cutler on him. And he doesn't speak that highly of him in terms of like what he brings to a football team. So I mean, best of luck, but um, I I hope they don't draft Bryce Young if they have the number one pick. Yeah, the only thing Lovey Smith's got going for him at this point is that beard. Um, Lovey Smith, I mean, he was terrible with the Bucks, terrible at Illinois. I don't see much else changing here. I think they really just brought him in. They're probably not even paying him that much money. I think they just brought him in just to bring him in at this point. Um, that's all I got though today, guys. Once again, we appreciate everyone who tuned in. We'll be back again next week with another college football preview, back with another NFL preview. We're going to keep doing two at a time. That'll take us all the way up to college football week zero, where we'll have our first picks pod. It's going to be a very selective one. There's not a lot of games, but you know, we'll throw some on there. But other than that, guys, we appreciate everyone who tuned in and we'll talk to you all again soon.